0: Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today, especially on this feast of St. Clair. Um, So many things are going through my brain and my heart that I would love to share, but I got to compose myself. I love St. Clair. Um, It's also the feast day of St. Philomena, so it's a double feast day today. So another one of the great, powerful little young martyrs of the church, St. Philomena. Um, Powerful little saint. Anyway, St. Clair, a companion of St. Francis, right? So in the late 1200s, Um, Whenever Francis of Assisi was rising up in his fame and his sanctity um, and rebuilding the church, as Jesus told him to do, um, through his very life of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Um, A young girl by the name of Claire, also from Assisi, uh, saw Francis and she just loved the way of life that he was starting to live. And she was a beautiful girl. Like physically, she was just a stunning young girl. And uh, But she had this great love and wanted to follow the way that Francis was living. And so she went and asked him if she could uh, follow in, in his footsteps. And he said no. He said the way of life that we live is too hard for women. So, <laughs> spoken like a true man, right? Um, so she ended up really just feeling this call. And so, um, so he ended up giving permission and she ended up living um, not in the caves like he lived, but uh, lived in this little place. Uh, chapel that he had rebuilt. And this little chapel is one of my favorite places to go to whenever I visit Assisi. Um, you step back in the 1200s whenever you go to Assisi. It's the most, it's my favorite place in all of Europe. And this particular spot is my favorite spot to go pray um, because it's right on the edge of the mountain. And it overlooks the valley. Um, and in the valley is the little church Francis rebuilt. He bu- rebuilt three of them the first one he rebuilt is in the valley. It's called the Little Portion, the Portiuncula. And so, um, so Claire's uh, first convent was one that uh, Francis had rebuilt as well. So she, he he moves her into there, and her her order begins to grow. Her sister joined the order. Her mom joined the order. Um, but she was just a fantastic woman. So I'm gonna tell you a true story that happened. Um, whenever I was in Assisi, my first uh, my second time. Um, I was there for uh, with some buddies of mine from the seminary, and every morning I would go down to her, her, not her basilica, but the little convent that I was just talking about where she first lived. And there was a priest there. I don't remember his name. He spoke full Italian. It was now the novice. It's where the novices that are Franciscans, the men, they live there now. Um, and so he was the novice master. And I don't know why, but whenever I walked into the place, he saw me, and he darted right over to me, and in Italian, he goes, Benedictus, and he blessed me on my forehead. It means blessing in Italian. Benedictus, boom. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool, right? And so then I go pray, and then I walk out, and I see him again, and he comes over to me again. Benedictus, boom. And I'm like, this is kind of cool, right? I'm just getting these free blessings from this priest. So the next morning, I go back over there, he sees me again. Same thing. Walks up to me, Benedictus, boom. I was like... <laughs> What is up with this? He ends up taking me on a tour of the convent. Um, and he's all excited. He's talking Italian. I don't understand a darn thing he's saying. And, um, and, but he's touring me through the whole convent. And, and this is where Claire lived. okay? And this is also where St. Francis lived at the end of his life. Whenever um, he was in the height of his, his suffering, the stigmatis, his, he was blind. Um, and the nuns took care of him. And this famous prayer of Brother son, you know, praise to you, Brother Sun, for your beautiful, robust, and strong. It's called the Cantal of Creation. In the height of Francis's suffering, he composed that prayer in this convent. Okay? Super special. And so he's touring me around, and I don't know why he's doing this. It's kind of freaking me out. I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool. Well, he opens up a door, and there, it's like a junk room. And there was this box with a broken plate. And at the time in my spiritual life, I was reading the, the Diary of St. Faustina. So I had this great love and attraction to the pierced heart of Jesus. So there's this broken plate. And the very center of the plate um, was right there. And I looked at it, and it was beautiful. It was hand-painted, and it was the very center was the crucifixion of Jesus with a spear going through his heart. It was the only thing on it. And I don't know remember what the rest of the plate looked like, but that part was broken, and it was separated. And I saw it, and i was like, oh, that's beautiful. And he goes, he picks it up, he says, for you, for you, for you. And I'm like, you won't give that to me. Like, this is kind of cool. Like, you can't use that plate no more. Your spaghetti would go right through it if you try to glue it together. But And so then he starts counting in Italian. You know, first, second, third, I'm understanding that. You know, he gets a 12th, 13th century, century, 12, 13. And I'm like, like, this little thing is from the 1200s? Like St. Clair could have probably eaten on this thing. And he goes, see, see, for you, for you. I'm like, sweet. So I have this cool little centerpiece of a plate that has the pierced heart of Jesus on on the crucifix, on the crucifixion. So I don't know if St. Clair painted it. I don't know if she ate on it. I don't know what it was, but some little holy nun painted that from the 12th century, or from the 1200s. And now I have that piece, right? So it's just kind of super cool, and it just reminds me, like you know, like life is kind of like that plate. And we can have our whole plate put together, but if we're missing the very center of the plate, that very center part of our own lives, then the plate's no good. (laughs) And what is the very center? It's Jesus crucified. It's the pierced heart of Jesus. That's the fountain of all grace, of all mercy comes from the pierced heart of jesus and so i was sitting there I was like man that is what it's all about that's the meaning of life without that peace you can't use the rest of the plate and so in our own lives maybe that's something for us to think about claire understood that well jesus was her everything right there was nothing more important than jesus especially jesus in the eucharist there's a wonderful miracle that happened with saint claire um the coming up, up the mountain they had people was always waging war on each other and coming up the mountain one day was some of the neighboring gods to come and plummet the city of Assisi. And so the little nuns went to Claire and they said, Claire, the the whoever they are, the Perusians or whatever, coming up the wall. You gotta come. So Claire went and grabbed the blessed sacrament and went out to the wall of her convent. She held up Jesus in the Eucharist. And coming from the Eucharist was rays of light that shone down and blinded all of the the, the soldiers that were coming up. And they fell down to the ground. They took off running. The entire city of Assisi was saved because of Claire's faith in the Holy Eucharist. And so let us take that lesson today. To take time, as you are right now, in Mass to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. To spend time in the Adoration Chapel. Like that's where our strength and the source and summit of everything that we do as Catholics come from. So let us take Jesus, the very center of our hearts. The heart of Jesus, pierced with love for us, and uh, and just ask Him to increase that grace within our own hearts. Amen.